Thanks for joining me for another episode of Accented the Podcast. In each episode, you will hear a fascinating story from one of our guests. And yes, it is real. This series is aimed at English learners who want to improve their listening comprehension by listening to a variety of accents. In today's episode, you'll be hearing from Joshua Cazo, who is a photographer from Trinidad and Tobago. Here we are for another episode of Accented, and on today's episode, you're going to hear the Trinidadian and Tobagonian accent. Trinidad and Tobago can be found in the Caribbean. Now, the Caribbean is a group of islands, and Trinidad and Tobago are two islands, so it's a two-island nation, and you would find it underneath Florida and the United States of America and just north of South America. So Trinidad and Tobago is with a group of islands and one of the most famous islands there is Jamaica. Joshua will be talking to us today about Stoicism. Now I'm not going to go into too much details about Stoicism as he explains that in the interview. However, I will let you know that it is a philosophical view that was started in around the 3rd century BCE. Now, for those people who don't know what the acronym BCE stands for, it actually means before common era. Now, before the common era, that is before the year zero. So we are in the year 2020. And if we go back in time, we can count back down to zero. But we know that there hasn't been 2020 years on this earth. So we go back in time before the common era. So Stoicism started around three centuries before zero. I'd like to explain some vocabulary that Joshua uses to explain Stoicism. Now, he says the word placidity, which is a great word that I rarely use, and it basically means that you have a sense of calm, so you're really calm in yourself. Another great word used is humble. If you are humble, you appreciate all things. So you're not upset that maybe you weren't born rich or you weren't born with an abundance of things. You are humble with what life has given you. Joshua then goes on to use the word adversity. Now, adversity means that it's a state of hardship or it's something very difficult, a misfortune. I love this phrase, going with the flow. And sometimes I need to remind myself to go with the flow. Now, when somebody says that in English, they mean that just do whatever happens. Don't worry about making things happen. Sometimes you just need to go with the flow. So, Sometimes I'm trying to make things work and 
things aren't going the way that I want it to. And maybe if I just went with the flow, I wouldn't be so stressed. Things would be a lot easier. So just go with what's happening at that time. The whole idea of this podcast is to show people that there are different ways to pronounce certain words, just depending on which country you come from, because there are so many English-speaking countries out there that may enunciate their words differently. One word that I noticed Joshua used was schedule. Now, I say schedule and he said schedule. There is no right or wrong way to say that. It's just an observation and you may notice that there are two different ways to pronounce that word. Without further ado, let's get on with the interview. Today I am speaking with Joshua Cazo. He is from Trinidad, Tobago, and he is a photographer. Now, have I said that correctly? Trinidad, Tobago. It's Trinidad and Tobago. It's a, it's two islands, but one nation. Right. What's the difference between the yeah. two? One's larger, one's smaller. Yeah. Um, the lifestyle on the main island, Trinidad, um, it's I would say. Um, has elements more of like small city life and Tobago is more of that cool laid back beach life, you know, the typical um, perspective you will have from going to the tropics and relaxing for vacation. And which island are you on? I'm on Trinidad. Yeah. Okay. So the, the faster pace island. Yeah. Yeah. So to speak. I mean, we do have our relaxing days and we do go to the beach and stuff. So, yeah, we kind of try to f- strike a balance. I noticed on your site that you're a photographer who's interested in stoicism. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that or stoicism means for our audience? Right. So stoicism is basically like a life practice whereby um, it was – it, it was originated around um, Greece. Um, a lot of um, ancient philosophers like Seneca and um, Epictetus, and a whole bunch of guys, they, um, they, were, they were seeking to help heal the mind um, with dealing with problems, but taking a very realistic approach. Um, generally accepting things that they can't change um, and having a, a sense of not really emotionlessness, but having a sense of placidity within their mind when they're approaching um, adversity. Um, another major Roman emperor, Marcus Aurelius, he was like, he's probably like one of the most prominent persons who has actively practiced um, stoicism in which he, um, made um, daily journaling on his experiences reflected on on his days um, when the day is over, and he, you know, he was basically just trying to keep himself in check in a very humble way, and you know, just generally accepting things as they are, and just kind of not just going with the flow, but you know making sure he any bits of reaction is coming from a place of peace and that we can make logical and reasonable decisions. So in 
in a general sense, that's what stoicism, that's how I interpret it. So I hope that answers your question. Well, then how do you mix it with photography? All right. So in my, I mean, how many years have I been practicing stoicism? Well, but then with photography, um, I would say, so the thing is with photography, you are always faced with um, situations that you don't have control over. So for instance, um, let's say I want to do some portraiture outdoors and the weather is changing. So I don't know if you know, but um, when photographers have to adjust settings on their cameras, they have to, you know, make accommodations and change settings on their devices for the amount of light that's coming in. But something as simple as cloud cover coming in and blocking sunlight could affect quickly affect how the how the image is going to be interpreted in the device itself. So as quickly as these things happen, it could be a bit annoying. So for me, um, I might just be derailing here a bit, but for me, it's like just accepting, all right, this is something I don't have control over, but I can control my practical use of skills and increase my knowledge on how I use the camera and, you know, affect the foot, the image that I'm trying to get. Or another instance in photography might be, you know, clients might not show up on time and I'm working with a tight schedule, but I just have to accept that I have no control over, you know, traffic on the road that's affecting them or, you know, somebody might have stopped them in the street to ask for directions. And it could throw me off for five minutes, but it doesn't make any sense whatsoever for me to, you know, lose my cool or lose my temper and, you know, just derail the the potential of having a good day. So that's how that's how I, I in in a general sense, apply um, stoicism to my field of photography. That's such a great way to, to be. And, and do you find that yeah. so you're quite laid back because of this? Um Yes, I would say that I'm generally laid back. I can be quite a very excitable person. Uh, my <laughs> friends could tell you that. Um, but yeah, it's, well, if I could give you a little backstory, I, I have worked in the, um, in, for my government for a period of time, working in intelligence and doing analysis as well. And that, like many other jobs in that field, can be quite stressful. And I've been in a lot of stressful situations. Um, and a lot of times when I realize, okay, this is becoming a bit overwhelming. I feel a bit over-encumbered. And I can't seem to, you know, kind of find my way to success or to get over this particular obstacle. I just have to, like, take a moment and breathe. And I realized, you know, if... If my baseline for dealing with everything, even when stress is not there, um, I can generally have a a better approach to life in general, and I'm going to face, you know, some of the simple things in life with a better mindset. I I I am able to interact with the world with a greater sense of clarity. So it's like 
if your world is if your world is going to be at twenty percent success for the day, but you're aiming for a hundred, um, I would try to keep my mindset at one hundred and ten. So when you will hit, I'm running at ninety. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. I would love to yeah. know what you're using to um, get into that mindset because I think uh, I think a lot of people would like to know that. Is there something you're following or that um, you tell yourself each day or that helps you get into that mindset? Okay, so all right, so there are, there are several perspectives that people hold. Um, I have exposed myself to the practice of yoga and you know, Buddhist teachings, doing a lot of reading. Um, I've gone to yoga practices. I've also just read a lot of books um, on, you know, the practice of stoicism. And one particular thing um, that has struck struck out to me is the practicing of um, using mantras. So, you know, like when you, in in a real, you know, awkward situation, you know, you have a go-to mantra that you kind of just keep at the keep at the forefront of your mind, so that you always remember where you are being in the present moment. Um, you know, you kind of keep a mindset that you know, hey, this is a very trivial thing in the grand scheme of things. One particular uh, mantra, or I should say, one statement I keep in my mind is "memento mori." And it basically says that, you know, you could leave this place at any time. You could leave this place right now. Like, I don't know, a a big bee could come and sting me and I could go into anaphylactic shock and just die. So whatever you're dealing with is, you know, is not worth stressing over. And it takes practice to see every situation like that. but one particular um, mantra that I could say is really incorporated into my being is one that my father always says. When people ask him, how are you doing? How's your day going? And he always says, um, good as any, better than many. And I like it's that. An ac- <laughs> yeah, it's an acknowledgement. It's an acknowledgement that, you know, your situation could be as good as anyone else's. And it's quite possible that it is better than many people. So don't complain. Or unless you have the power to change it or go seek out the power to change the things that, you know, are disrupting you. And, um, yeah, so I, I generally just kind of rely on that a lot. And, um, yeah, so that that's how I get through my day. <laughs> okay, so, Joshua, yeah. you said that uh speaking a little slower for me. So could you please give me an example of how people would – talk in Trinidad and Tobago. All right. So all right, I'm going to give you an example. Hey, boy, where you going, boy? I'm going down the road there and come back now, boy. Yeah, but where you going? I'm going right around the corner by the man there. All right, all right. Just, just hurry up now, boy. All right, fine, fine. Why so hurry, boy? So could, could you think what, I, what that conversation was about? Where are you going? Yeah, it was just basically like, where are you going? Don't take too long. Oh, don't take uh, too long. I missed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got, um, where are you going? 
And then um, maybe around the corner? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got that, but I didn't get the don't take too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we have some fun things like that. Um, let me see. Let me see if I could give you another one here. Um, ooh, I'm like, just like, I'm like not having any conversations in my head. I should just call a friend like, yeah, boy, father, boy, where you going? Well, or we would say like, how you going? Like, okay. how are you doing? Or like, instead of like, how are you doing? But we'll say, how are you going? It's like, well, we say that in Australia too. We say, okay. how's it going? Right. So it's like a variation of that. Um, we have like our word ENT, E-N-T, which is mm-hmm. like, ain't it so? It's like a super abbreviation or like, in it. I think the Brits have that. Like, in it. Okay. Yes, oh, yeah, they we, do too. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have ENT. So ENT is like, you know, that was the man that jumped the wall last weekend. So it's like, it kind of has that ending that's like questioning. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What else can I give you? Ah, nah. So nah is basically like, no, I'm not doing that. Could you please do this for me? No, 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 no. You ain't doing that. But at the same time, people could use that. We're like, oh, come now. Which is like a kind of, you know, begging kind of tone. So it's like we finish a sentence using uh, to kind of plead with someone to do something. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us about stoicism. And, yeah, you have such an awesome attitude. And um, Yeah. yeah. I, I think if I had a worse attitude, I might not be where I am today. Yeah, you think it's all you to know. do with attitude? Um, not all the time, but I think attitude sets you up to see more avenues for, for movement, for possible movement. Um, I think if we purposely keep ourselves in fixed patterns of thinking, um, you know, we limit ourselves to see the options of alternatives to get through um, adversity towards the success that we need in our lives for whatever that success is for you. That's very wise and um, great words. Thank you, Joshua. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Kimberly. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. All right, take care. I'd like to go over a phrase that Joshua used, and it's quite common in English for people to use this. He said It's a trivial thing in the grand scheme of things. So if something is trivial, it means that it doesn't have that much importance. So why should we be getting angry when we're driving our car and we're running late for something? In the grand scheme of things, running late for an appointment is trivial. It's really not that important. So I've explained trivial. Now, scheme of things means how the world works. So in the scheme of things, this is how things work in the world. And grand is actually a word for big. So in the grand scheme of things, in the big world and how things work. 
So something is trivial in the grand scheme of things. It actually really doesn't mean anything. Joshua also mentions that we should live in the moment because we could get stung by a bee and then he said you could go into anaphylactic shock and die. An anaphylactic reaction is an allergic reaction. So sometimes people have an allergy with bees, but also shellfish like prawns or crab and the peanuts can also cause an anaphylactic reaction. And that's where your throat swells up and you stop breathing. So an anaphylactic reaction is quite dangerous. And sometimes we don't know if we'll have an anaphylactic reaction with anything. Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. If you'd like to find out more about me, please head to kimslawofenglish.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't forget to leave a review of the podcast or even a star rating. Speak to you soon.